Hi, and welcome to episode three of Prospectives, where you have two professional real estate agents talking about the New Hampshire market, the national market, and our tips to help every agent thrive through this market and any other. I'm Jessica Preventure, the broker owner of the Pro Homes Group with Lair Realty Partners, and here is my co-host, Keith Fallencourt. Hi, everyone. As always, we're going to get started with the New Hampshire news. Um, and I found this article um, on the Boston Globe, and it talks about how many Massachusetts residents are moving to New Hampshire. Did this article surprise you at all? Or? It's not surprising because we've been seeing it now for mm -hmm. so many years. It's, it's, it's really something, something to behold, the amount of people that are coming up and, and getting those New Hampshire benefits. And speaking of those benefits, those benefits are an overall lower cost of living, no sales tax, no income tax. I mean, it does mean our property taxes are a little bit higher, but at this point, even with our increases in prices, New Hampshire prices of homes are still significantly lower than Massachusetts. Which is, which is fantastic, which is why we're seeing everybody come up and um, people are still buying. That's the main thing is people are still buying. The more inventory, the better. Well, and I find it interesting because I think about this when you say like over the past couple of years, as people were leaving cities, right? Like the big draw was Boston and people wanted to be in the city doing things. And, and as COVID happened, you could work for a Boston-based company and not have to live in Boston. And where New Hampshire is just an hour away, in some places even less than an hour, it's, it's like the key place to move, I feel, to move and get yeah, away. Good point. And, and everybody at that same time, there were people were um, investing into their own home. So they said, well, I'm working from home, I'm putting money into my home. Let's build, you know, let's, let's finish off the basement. Let's put in mm -hmm. an office. And it allowed all those Massachusetts residents or, or people that were working down there to now move up here, work from home, get all those benefits that we were just mentioning. Exactly. And more room. So over the past five years, the average inventory of single family homes in the state of New Hampshire has gone down 70%. So that's crazy, yeah. um, but that's all. But at that same time frame, our median sale price, and I remember this vividly because I started real estate in 2017, okay. just the beginning of 2018, and the average sale price at that time was 266, oh right gosh. around 270, <laughs> 275. And so when I was doing my business plan, everything was based on sales at that average price point. Just a few years ago, that was 2017. Right now. Our average sale price is four forty. Insane. Insane. Huge jump. It's come up like sixty-five percent. I mean, some insane amount of of money, and it's still lower than Massachusetts. Yeah, that's for sure. That's what's yeah. crazy. Which is why people are still coming up, and that is really hasn't that trend hasn't stopped no. in, in years. I mean, you know, the the amount of people have, have kind of fluctuate a little bit, but they're still- Well, this is saying that more than 4,000 Massachusetts residents moved in into New Hampshire in 2020. Just 2020, over 4,000. And I, it's interesting. I, I wish they had included the statistics on 2021, 2022, sure. because I'm, I, would, I would venture to the guess that that continued to increase. Yeah, like, I mean- it, I don't think it like greatly decreased. Now they did in, in interview Bill Weidecker, who is, um, I think he's the owner of Keller Williams Metro, which has multiple locations in New Hampshire. And he, he's actually a fabulous, he's a great guy. But one thing he brought up that I 
was found interesting, not interesting, but was the lack of diversity mm. in New Hampshire. And that with all of these moves, we're going to see a, a bigger increase in diversity. And personally, oh, I think that's great for the town. Yeah, that'd be huge. Absolutely. So anyway, interested. If you're from Massachusetts, um, what do you think? Are you coming to New Hampshire? What's the draw there? Are you, love uh, to have you. Um, <laughs> yeah, call us. The more the merrier. <laughs> All right. So heading into our general or national stuff, what do you think about staging? I think staging is staging is one of the most important things when you're trying to sell a house. I you know, totally it's, agree. It's all about that that first look, that first feel, that first vibe when you mm -hmm. first walk into that house, and and that staging is going to kind of set the tone on on how the uh, the buyer wants to uh, know if they like the house or not. I mean, that's I, the first thing. I mean, I a hundred percent agree. I so if, for those of you who don't know, staging a home is strategically placing furniture and decor and um lighting and styling and stuff and stuff like that so this is like when you go into a model home or and it just looks incredible and i personally have been staging for um like staging my listings since the beginning but i've recently kicked it up a notch and i now when other agents are stopping staging and decreasing staging because the market has continued to go up, I have doubled down on staging and I have strong feelings about it. Number one, the market isn't always gonna be a seller's market. Eventually yeah. it's gonna change. And I'm in this for the long haul. So in five years, 10 years, whenever, if things are different, I don't want potential sellers looking at my past listings and going, well, this isn't that great. Great point. I want them to look and be like, this is stellar and this is what she was doing all along for every client at every price point, regardless of the market. That's the first thing. The second thing is no matter what level of staging you do. So we do three levels of staging for empty properties. We do a full stage. Um, we also have a mid range stage for people who are still living in the home where um, my stagers will come out and do strategic rooms. Mm -hmm. And they talk about this in here. They talk about the importance of doing the living room, the primary bedroom and the kitchen. So you don't have to do all of them. But you don't have to do every That's single right. room in the house. And then we have a lower level of staging too, which is when the stagers just come in and use the client's own personal furniture and stuff and make some adjustments and changes. And the purpose is exactly what you said. It's not about how you live. It's about buyers seeing themselves in your home and to see themselves making it their own home. So it needs to be neutral. Mm -hmm. It needs to be bright. It needs to be, your favorite color might be purple and you have it splashed all over your house, but that might be a buyer's like, ooh, yik color. <laughs> sure. So, and it's not a, you know, beauty's in the eye of the how beholder. Many, how many houses for sale did you go into and you literally see every room, like a yes. different bright color. And a lot of those, a lot of those homes get shown like that. They don't, you know, they yeah. don't bother touching them up or put a, put a giant picture there and try to block. Yeah, <laughs> I totally. So I think it's about making the buyer able to picture themselves in the home. And it's really about neutralizing the home. You wouldn't necessarily live like that every day, no. right? Yeah, you can't have too much neutral. <laughs> a little you bit. Need, you, 
you need well you need like when you're living in it like right. for staging purposes yes you want everything neutral but once you're in it you can make it your own and that sort of thing but they exactly. need to be able to envision what they're going to do with it and having all those neutral colors and stuff like that that will all help with that a hundred percent um and i also think it's not just about you know i i was reading they talk about highlighting the highlighting the special features of your home right like bringing attention to a great fireplace or a breakfast sure. nook. but i also think it's about minimizing the not so great so one of my recent listings was this adorable cape um the the couple had raised their family in there for 50 years and you know we're past and um there was wallpaper and wood paneling on every wall of the house like every single like kitchen to bathroom to everything um, and the house was empty. So we staged it. We sold um, for, I think, 13% over asking. So like a lot of money higher. Um, and the buyers didn't even notice the wallpaper because they were so focused on oh, the light right. bright in the, sure. in the staging. So yes, they knew it was there, but I don't think it appeared as egregious. They were envisioning them what they were going to do with Correct. it. They saw them exactly. Yeah, I get you. And I think it makes all the difference. Yeah. I think staging, um, do you have, what do you think is another thing that is like must have when you're listing a property? Like they talked about the pictures. Oh, sure. Lots of pictures, of course. And professional pictures. I don't want your thumb in the picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, you know, and then the, the other thing that's so important, I think, is cleaning. I hate it when I go into a house, especially if it's an empty house. So it's empty. It's not staged. You can see everything. And it wasn't clean. Like that no. to me. We're not talking going in the cabin on the inside no. corner. No, we're no. talking right out on the counter. <laughs> yes. You're like, you didn't want to wipe that up. That yes, or yeah. hair or dirt yeah. on the floor. It's like. It's hard to stage around those type of things. <laughs> yes, 100%. And that's why here at Pro Homes Group, we pay for a professional cleaning, whether you're in the house or out. We pay for staging and um, we pay for professional pictures okay. and videos and Matterport. And, you know, we know what we do well here at Pro Homes Group, and that's negotiate list, market, coordinate, network. Uh, but what we have to pay for another professional to do is the pictures and the staging yep. and the things that they're good at. Because we need them to come out perfect every single time. Exactly. No wiggle room for that. No. All right. So our tip this week, <laughs> I think I'm a little behind. I've been hearing about it, but I hadn't really dived into using it. Chat GPT. You've used it. I have used it. Okay. Of I have used it. If you aren't using chat GPT right now, then you know, like you said, you're probably a little bit behind. And obviously, um, the artificial intelligence that is chat GPT is now in a matter of short period of time has blown up and there's several different now AI platforms, but even just the basic one, you don't have to pay for very minimal. It, it's going to help out huge with the real estate market and realtors in general. Yeah. I mean, it only came like to the market in November of 2022. That's insane. So it's been like six months and it's everywhere in every industry. I mean, there are conversations I, I'm listening to about like, it's gonna put people out of business and it's gonna put realtors out of business. And I, I'm like, what do you think about that? 
I think so. I've heard the same thing. And then on the flip side, you also hear some some people are embracing it and they're saying, no, it's going to force us to be better and, and mm -hmm. focus on the things that are the most important as opposed to maybe your it's just your, your client or whoever doesn't necessarily know or, or is relying on you for a certain type of um, information or something that you do now. Chat GPT does it for you. So mm -hmm. literally you can take whatever your realtor is telling you or, or lawyers or, you know, every field out there and put it into GPT and it can uh, walk you through it. It can help you solve problems. It can help you write out things. I mean, endless amounts of uses that are just unfolding daily, just the amount of different things that you can do with this. So I don't know where it's going to go, but no, I, know, I, right? I find that, um, you know, both ends of the spectrum, a lot of people are scared for it because mm -hmm. they think it's going to take jobs away and those type of things. And I, I read a lot of articles about people that are really embracing it and saying, no, it's just the cream of the crop is now going to find better ways to service their clients using chat GPT and GPT in general. So um, I think it's, I think it's great. I'm, I'm all for it because I feel like it's going to help the industry and help uh, people be better at everything. It's just, yeah. you know, it's a natural. Progression. I think it's so interesting because I mean, I'm a fan of apocalyptic fiction, oh. <laughs> you know, zombies, sure. Terminator, you know, matrix, all that stuff. And of course there's definitely a like, Oh, computers are going to take over the world. I robot. I robot, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. For sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, I have that like very far fetched, like when they decide. I mean, I don't know how far fetched it is. I was but... going to say, not too far fetched <laughs> anymore. I think, they, think uh, they're already taking over a lot of jobs. In yeah. General, so. And then there's that. There's There has been human initiative, human development. That's That's our differentiator as a species, right? Our ability to use tools to create, to do more. That's what's gotten us here. Um, and there's always been other jobs, right? Like, like as when you, you, you don't need someone driving your carriage anymore, they, they just learn to drive a car, you know, like, or whatever. And so I kind of feel the same way about this is it is a tool to improve efficiency, productivity, um, details, you know, things like that, but there will always need to be a human element because of the nature of who we are as humans like we want someone and in real estate we crave it, we crave it. and there are certain things that you don't pick up on verbally you know that that it's you can't describe your perfect kitchen really to to ai because you have to be in the space and feel like this is going to work for your family and and negotiations are never gonna be completely driven by a computer that's like oh we'll split halfway and yeah, no 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 like that's just not gonna happen that'd be nice but yeah it's not like you said it, it's not realistic it's not because human beings have feelings emotions on this on that they don't always have the right words or context to they describe. don't have the face you know the right. face the personality you know attitude the the like you said all that yeah so i mean so what are you using it for what what, what kind of things do you use it for um you know anything as far anything as far as um writing articles um tips you know it's about it's about taking different things and, and creating something out of that chat gpt 
because you'll notice it doesn't necessarily sound like you if you have somebody you can't just have it doing all your work but you can ask it a lot of different things it can find information for you Mm -hmm. and you can take different things from it and kind of then formulate and it's just it's time it's efficiency it's it's um, yeah, know, I mean, this, facts, all that stuff. this article from Inman says it's your personal copywriter, virtual assistant and creative director. There you go. And I think like that's kind of I'm on social a lot. I'm very into educating. And sometimes I just can't come up with the idea like I have thousands of ideas. But when the time comes to record or to make a reel or to say something, I'm kind of not paying attention. And this is so cool. The examples they said you can put in, you know, give me 10 LinkedIn articles that I might want to write or, you know, um, what are the stats for Massachusetts residents moving into New Hampshire, you know, and it can give you that idea. Yes. So, and to your point, like you, yeah, I can do a lot, but at the end of the day, I'm always going to take that information and tweak it to make sure that it's in my voice and my tone of voice and it's understandable and sounds like me. And, and also that I'm giving the information that I agree with. Sure, of course. Right? Um, so anyway, we'll see. It'll be interesting when they start charging people for chat GBT. I think there are a couple out there that now you can, but I don't, there's so, it's, it's un, un, unwrapping so quickly that I, I can't even keep up with it. Yeah, I think that's the scary part too, huh? Scary, but I'm like exciting in the same way yeah. because I like the, I feel like it's going to be really, really helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're so glad you were here this week. We know things were um, a little bit more interesting, but this is life in being an entrepreneur and being a real estate agent. And we love every moment of it. We do. So join us next time. Um, don't forget to send us questions. If there's a topic you want to hear about, or if there's an article you want our take on, Remember, we're here. You keep dreaming big and we'll keep helping you turn those dreams into real estate. Bye.